Welcome to another episode of the Ticklish. Hey, don't don't do that. The Ticklish Travel. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of <laughs> the Ticklish Traveler and his travel tales. Don't do that. Overdone again, everybody. Micronesia. Look like a fun place to go. All right. Well, a friend of mine just told me that I'm not descriptive enough in some of my recordings. And I agree. I told him he's right. And may he have a fast recovery. <laughs> Okay, alrighty. So, I got on Norma's beach cruiser bike, the one with the big tires, big handlebars, and I pedaled on a double gray Nebraska day. It was not sunny today. It's early November in eight seconds, and I pedaled my way down to soup kitchen where I volunteer work. Oh, I don't know, maybe it takes 15 minutes, roughly. So I went down there, and there is items to the ceiling. And I went in there, and I did the best I could. I worked. I dumped all the clothes in the big hamper, like you would see at a big, giant hotel with the maids pushing a big hamper full of towels. So I filled a couple of those up with clothes, a couple of shirts, which I had to put on because the shirts I was wearing were soaking wet. I was working so much. Uh, can you go get me some of these? Uh, can you go? We need you. Can you go? All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Ladies are nice to me. The other volunteer workers there, they make me cake. So I gobble it down. And they buttered me up, so I bring them all the big heavy boxes. Okay, so this is early in the morning, and then all the yo-yos come, and they get all the free goodies, the whole boxes of food. So there was an old frowny lady in there today, and she was staring at the ground. Hi, how you doing, ma'am? Hello there. Did you know there's avocados behind you? Oh, I don't... I don't like avocados. Oh, here, I pulled some candy out of my pocket. Here, I have a candy bar. Oh, yum, yum, yum. We were sitting there eating tissue roll. Me and this old toothless lady who was frowning. Or wait, me. I'm the one that's toothless. Anyway, we were sitting there. We were, <laughs> we were having a good time. Me and this tall old lady with real frizzy hair. We were talking. She, she said to Shelly, the lady working there, at, again, at the soup kitchen in Nebraska. This old lady was talking to the volunteer lady there, and she says, I haven't been here in a week. How you been, Shelly? Okay, and there. I said, well, where did you go, ma'am? Did you go to the beach? Did you get to Hawaii or Florida or anywhere warm? No, she looked at me with a frowny face and sad. She said, my husband's in the hospital. I said, well, I really didn't know. 
and have another Tootsie Roll. She said, okay. So we were talking. It took me all of five minutes to get this lady to start laughing. And I was laughing. And she was hitting her hand on the table and laughing and kick. I was kicking. And she it was almost like a hold down. Like, I don't know, the Cajun music was going on. Boy, oh boy, suddenly it became sunny in both our hearts. So we were kind of dancing a little bit there and laughing and talking. And the lady in, <laughs> the lady in charge came out and said, too much horse playing and I should go out and start moving boxes from the FedEx guy inside. And the old lady put her head down again. She said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cause any trouble for anybody. I said, it's my fault. And I said, let me walk you out to your car. And we walked out to the car in the parking lot. And I says, hey. And I gave her some more candy. <laughs> this was some good stuff. <laughs> the one in all the fancy wrapping paper. Oh, boy. And then we started laughing it up again. And I says, I hope I see you again here. You know, don't worry about your husband. You know, she said, well, he's got nine lives. And I perked her up again. And she gave me a great big wave when she drove away. Now I ask everybody. Food pantry's there to help people. It's not only, in my opinion, to help them with food but to brighten their spirits a little bit, give them the smile, give them the laugh. I think this lady's dead wrong, and she's not the only person at the soup kitchens that have told me not to laugh, not to have fun, not to talk. Well, they might as well tell me not to breathe, because it ain't going to happen. Like I said, I, <laughs> I, I, went, oh, <laughs> I went, went out of the parking lot with her, and man, we were laughing it up. Man. Her husband's been in the hospital, I don't know for how many weeks, and she's driving back and forth, I don't know, like two or three hours to the big city just to visit this guy. It's her husband, and then she comes back. Man, she's just dead tired, and she's sad. So she come in there for a little good cheer, and we both got reprimanded. I can't believe it. Here I am in my mid-50s, and here's this lady, and she's probably in her early 80s. Wow. Hell with that. We ate some of them fancy candies and we were hold down and out there in the parking lot. We had a good old time and I just <laughs> I just thought I'd share this with everybody. If you meet somebody, I'm all for sharing a good time with them. And then oh and I was watching Family Feud with Richard Dawson and I come back after a little bit of a hot fudge nap and I turned on the Richard Dawson Family Feud and the very first question was, where is it embarrassing to laugh? And the lady said, in the middle of surgery. <laughs> oh boy, what a question to hear after that day. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, everybody, follow. I'm going to tell you about old Ramjeek, or I have, who we, 
Boy, what he did, huh? Oh, I better spell him. R-A-M-J-I-T. Surname. R-A-G-H-A-V. Just look him up. <laughs> Alright. Talking about looking things up. I don't know why I bother to look up these videos about Montenegro. There's a glasses guy. He was saying how boredom it was in Podgorica and there's no ambience. What do you expect? You go there and buy a cup of coffee, a beer, soda, whatever you're going to buy. Sit there, talk to no one. And then you're going to go after a week, even if you live there. People live there, they live in these buildings, and they don't talk to nobody. Well, I sure the hell did. <laughs> well, that was my old friend Vaso. He was at it again. I'll learn it, everybody. So, I took off one gray Montenegro day, and it was in the middle of January, and I took a bus into Podgorica, which is the capital city of a lightly populated country. Montenegro is, I guess, like the Wyoming of Europe. Anyway, I got off the bus, and it's just a little bit drizzle rain, and there was these little bitty kids I like Pebbles and Bam Bam and all them, and they were, they were driving these little Tonka trunks in and around this parking lot. Yeah, you rent them, I guess, for 10 minutes or so, I don't know. So they were having a fun time, and their moms were sitting on a bench not too far away smoking lipstick, and they were smiling at me as I was, bloop, bloop, bloop. I was, <laughs> I was, I was jumping up in the air, and these little kids were kind of swerving in and out of me, and I was jumping up over them, and I was just kind of, I don't know, swerving in and out of them like Barry Sanders, I guess. I had a fun time. Nobody else was there. It was just this parking lot, again, in Montenegro. And, I, well, I decided to get a coffee, you know. I forgot to give the kids some candy, so I gave it to the waitress, Jovanka. And, oh, thank you, thank you. And mm, she gave me a big kiss. We got along pretty well. She saw me dodging around playing with them little kids. And I had a good time just having fun mixing it up with the local people. See, you can't just sit there. Who do you think you are? You know what I mean? King and Queen of England. These people from America go over there. You know, bring them something. Mix it up. Have yourself a good time. Well, another good time I had there in Montenegro, and it was, again, it was in the winter. And nobody was there in this little small beach community in Montenegro except me and all the locals. And I was there long enough, I became a local myself there. Well, I went in to the post office to make phone call, and I was laughing it up with Zorkica. She was an old friend of mine. She's this short little dame with yellow hair and a bright green dress and four ice glasses and thick ankles and big long ears. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I was, oh, man. Maybe that was a cat that walked in. I don't know. All right, anyway. We were talking, and I says, you know, Zarkitsa, I says, he's real serious. And she looked at me, and she says, 
well, how many do you know? Do you even know ten? I go, well, I know Milan Vucic. And just knowing him, there's nine people right there, just in Milan. He's nine people just in one. Aren't you, Milan? As this old lady walked by, I go, there he goes now. <laughs> we were laughing it up in Arkansas. And all the people in there, they got a little bit sore. And they left because they couldn't hear a phone call. So we were laughing and laughing. I had a good time with little Zorkitsa. There in the post office in this little small community on the coast in Montenegro. This was many years ago before everybody had phone calls in their pockets. So you had to go into the post to make the call. And we were laughing so loud and so often that a whole slew of people just took off. And I remember one night, she wasn't even open. She was closed, and the owner called. And what, what, <laughs> he wanted to know what the light was still doing on. Well, me and Zorka, we were in the middle of a 27-minute and 18-second laugh. So we were still in there. And we had a good time. And I remember walking home. Now, the post was mm, just 10 minutes, I guess, something like that. Everything was, you know, within walking distance in this little small community on the beach <coughs> in Montenegro in Sonogora. I remember taking a walk up way high up on a mountain with Yelena, this big tall heavy woman who liked to eat meat. She was a good cook and I had a good time over there <laughs> when Vassal was starting to yell at everybody which was every 18 minutes and 9 seconds. This guy was Oh my goodness, this little Barney Rubble looking guy with a red face. He just was hollering and tearing into everybody. <laughs> I remember, oh man. Hey, this is fun going out of memory lane. I was sitting here in the dark in Nebraska and it's late October and I'm remembering another story about Vasso. Judo, was it Judo or Yovo? One of them, his brother's kids, they lived down the road from him. And remember, everybody's on the beach. It's just, you could throw your shoe in and go in the ocean. And in fact, that's what happened to it. All right. Anyway, so, I was Anyway, Judo, one of them caught an octopus. He speared it. So, he showed up over Vossels, who had a restaurant. I told you this before, but I'll tell you again. He had a restaurant, and then he had the rooms upstairs. And it was winter, and there was nobody around. I think it was winter. I can't remember. Anyway, here's Judo. He shows up with octopus. He's got this big, heavy date, right? So him and Vasso argue. He wants him to cook it up, and he wants the wine and everything, the whole meal out there, the tablecloth and everything. So Vasso tells me, you know, you believe this guy, man. He wants me to cook everything for him. Because he loaned me five dollars. And you believe that guy, man. So Vasso cooked that octopus. And he put the wine out in the tablecloth. And he invited a lady over that he owed money to. And he gave it to her instead. <laughs> and she ended up slapping his face. They got in a big argument. And I was outside breathing that fresh air from the ocean. Oh boy, I had a good time. I started laughing. Yelena was laughing. And we walked back. And me and Yelena ate a bunch of lamb. Oh, man, I had a good time over there with those Cernogorets. Oh, man, home, home sweet home for me. It's, my family's over there and everything. Oh, boy, what a, what a great... 
what a great time I had over there. So you boring guys, just go over there and mix it up, you know, and stay, I'd say, three months or six months. Just stay put somewhere. Don't move around all these different places. Get to know all the Vassos and Zorky says over there. All those great people I met, Milos and all these people and Susanna. Just have a good time, make friends, and live it up. Okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. Follow. Also fun in the Montenegro. <laughs> well, Smirdy Mirovich, you're gonna die, man. Your your teeth stink. So, Vato, and the neighbor, the big guy, you know, like a little western cowboy and a little ball. His wife said he was laughing and asleep all night. She had to go to the other room. <laughs> That's because he was next to me in Vassal. I was, oh, I was in so much pain, and these real big guys come to collect the dough they borrowed from Vassal. It was, I don't know, maybe 30, 40, I never mind. So Vassal, a little Barney Rubble-looking guy, he's sitting there telling these big guys with pumpkin heads that he beat the hell out of me that morning, and that's why I'm He's kind of like spitting on his hands, you know, and he's kind of like Bruce Lee taking the stance, and he's telling me, shh, don't say nothing, man. He stood these guys off. <laughs> and Vato knew the scoop, man. He knew what was going on. He said, anyway, man, I did. I did have gangrene in my teeth. And Vato Zivkovic. Real Pravisunagodasis roll me up, 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 and away to the next mountain. Sure enough, the dentist put the big needle in my mouth and mmm, mmm, gangrene. He says, We gotta cut the head off, the only way to save this man's life. And I says, Okay, never mind, throw me for fish. And he's a Pravisurban, aha, ee, and he just took tooth out, save head, and uh, me and the bottle, we were singing on the way back. If you fall, if you fall. No, no, we were singing on the way up. That's right. Yeah. And bottle, the old man, he says, Oh, the board of zoom. You forgot all about your toothache, huh? And I said, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, we had fun. Yeah, yeah, we were driving. And I said, don't drive off the cliff. My tooth, my tooth, you'll knock my tooth out. Hey, and he says the dentist won't get uh, to get the paid. Maybe you'll pay me for driving off cliff. Oh, man, we had fun. <laughs> we celebrate that night. We went back to Vassos and drank all his wine. Oh, and he was happy, too. Those big pumpkin head guys, they left him alone. <laughs> oh, boy, I had a fun Many, many funds over there in the Sarnagora, in the Montenegro, and I hope everybody enjoys this. Okay, fala. Hello again, everybody. I'm still here in Cornbraska. 
Boy, has it sure been beautiful here. All these green cornfields. Well, I'm proud to present I've been studying chemistry. So, I learned E negative meets A positive. I'm riding a bicycle around, and it's been real pleasant, warm, gorgeous weather here in Nebraska, October, and now early November. And I come back the other day from riding a bicycle this lady has, and I've just been whizzing around this little small town. And I come back, I was so happy. I go, you know, Norma, it's so beautiful out. All these trees are light green and yellow. And the red ones, man, they're just beautiful. You got to go check them out. She struts over to the window, this heavyset 60-year-old lady. She straightens her glasses, and she looks out the window, and she says, They're brown, and they're falling. Yes, on this tree, there are very many trees in this town. A lot of beautiful trees. The other one's almost dead. The ones down the road aren't. They're just beautiful. And that bike's running real good. The tires look low. Oh, man, is that seat comfortable? It's cracked. <laughs> so are you, lady. <laughs> well, there's just a little example. It's, I, guess, I guess like the little Hot Wheels just going around in circles. Is E negative people meeting A positive. Man, did I have a good time riding that bike around the other day. There's just so much beauty here in this world and in this nation. This third largest nation on earth behind Canada 2 and Russia 1. I've been riding around helping out at this soup kitchen sitting there volunteer working meeting all kinds of people there's a very very heavy woman in a wheelchair yesterday i met and she man she was big she was probably 502 pounds in eight seconds oh man was she large so we were talking about this wheelchair and she says that they need to make solar panels on the wheelchairs i says yeah and i think they need like an emergency button and you could have you could have a little cover like to do in the beauty parlors like June Cleaver and them and Donna Reed would use so you can get out of the rain like a little kind of a bubble. And we were going back and forth, me and this lady, and I gave her a kiss right on her big pudgy cheek. I says, lady, I sure did enjoy talking to you. And she says, you too, sweetie. And she slapped me a little bit on my arm. And we had a real fun conversation. And I'm having a lot of fun over there at that soup kitchen. It's not a soup kitchen. I keep saying it's a food pantry. They don't prepare any food because of the laws. But they give food out. And I've been going with the people and grabbing the food, the donuts and all the freebies. And we hand them all out. Me and this old guy Jim, we're driving around. We give them to the kidney gardeners and all the old folks' homes. And I think that's great. Another idea, I told this guy Jim, he says it was a great idea. They need to put old folks' homes, I think, behind grammar school. So the old people can watch the little kids running around, playing and skipping the can and zippity-doo-dahs and all that kind of stuff. And then they need to bring more like little puppy dogs 
to these old folks' homes. And the guy, Jim, he's a local guy here, way, lives way out in the country in Nebraska. He goes, yeah, that's a good idea. He says there's a lot of rules and all, all that. Yeah, I go, I know. But you and I would do it. He goes, yep. He goes, maybe someday, kid, you'll get some property. I go, man, I sure hope so. I'll get me a little. Like I said in another recording, Handicap Hills. You can have blind people go out there, put them on a pony, and walk them around. You can have people, you know, that are in charge, that know how to take care of people who are handicapped. Like that lady in the wheelchair, a 500-pound lady, we could push her over in the mud and throw all the sand on her face and everything. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she'd like it out there. You could have a little mud pit for everybody. Oh, and they could roll around like a bunch of hogs. I'd be the first one in that mud pit. Well, I tell you what, but I'm out here, and there's just cornfield after cornfield. It's pure sun, a light blue sky, and a very pleasant breeze here in early November. And doggone, I sure have been having a good time here in Nebraska. And I hope everybody has fun wherever they are. If they're in the city, well, maybe you can go kayaking or get in a boat or something and get out in the outskirts or just take a ride. Get on a bicycle or on the city bus. Just take a ride. Go up in the forest or up in the, well, you know, just get out of the neighborhood. For me, that's traveling. If you just go wheelie bit out of the neighborhood, just get on a bus you ain't never been on or ride the bicycle through Belgrade or wherever you live, Boston or Botswana. Just have yourself a good old time. If you see somebody in a wheelchair, give them a hand, talk to them a little bit. And I sure did. Man, I've been having a lot of fun here. And there's more trees to go look at. I can see some way out in the distance. They're bright yellow. Boy, they're sure pretty. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. Voila. Kid, the next time I say let's go someplace like Bolivia, let's go someplace like Bolivia.